Good evening, baseball fans. It is Sunday, May 7th. This is season one, episode 12. I think it's episode 12. I don't actually really know. I've kind of lost count. So we're just <laughs> going to say it's episode 12 and we're just going to keep it at that. Um, I am Susie. Typically, you would see Shelby, but that is not Shelby. That is Tom over there. And this is not bourbon and baseball. Well, I don't know why this that's not bourbon and baseball. It is back that Astros up. And I'm going to just change the brand. Maybe I'm going to change the brand. And we are going to talk about lots and lots of Astros stuff. Look at that. Back that Astros up. Um, Tom, we are 500. We are. The Astros are 500. The Astros are 500. Every time I say it, it kind of it kind of takes just a tiny little piece of my soul. Just a, just the it shouldn't though. though. It shouldn't though. Okay, so when I when I tell you that I'm one of those fans, like <laughs> it hurts my heart when we lose because all I know is winning. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. That's 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 what that's what I know. That's I wasn't I wasn't a fan when we were the last rows. All right, so I don't. The disaster. You didn't do I, that one. I didn't. I didn't do that one. Oh yeah, we had that one too. Was that okay? So I need people to. Um, to be gentle with me when they give me the criticism because I wasn't, I wasn't here for the, for the, the losing, you know, because eventually that's what we will be, right? Like we will eventually be losers. No, no, I don't think so. We're going to win like, forever, Tom. Forever. The I don't windows think always open. I don't, I don't think about that. that. That's very optimistic, sir. Listen, listen, here's, here's what, here's 20, 23 in a nutshell right now to kind of paint a picture for you. Okay. Tonight, you tonight you've been battling internet connectivity issues. So much. So battling. Much. It has been trying to keep you from winning and it's succeeded a couple times. It's, that's true. But the night is not over. The night is still young. You still have some bourbon in your cup. I am still to your right on my screen maybe i'm to your left on yours i don't know no, to my right and the astros have plenty of time to make it right and plenty of help on the way okay tom the astros are 500 and because they're 500 it made me forget to give the warning it straight up i didn't i didn't even give the warning to the people's warning is, it's coming <laughs> this is back that astros up if you're not familiar with the sister show bourbon and baseball the show is rated R. Okay. That show is rated R. This show is rated R. Lots of cussing. The F word, one of my favorite words. And we're not talking about food. Inappropriate adult humor because there is a 12 year old boy living inside my head and dick jokes <laughs> are funny. Okay. Like it just is. I'm sorry. I can't say the word balls without kind of giggling in my head. Um, so inappropriate adult humor, cussing, lots of cussing. And you know what? You, you guessed it. Tom, Tom, mentioned it bourbon tonight there's actual bourbon in the glass typically it's like a vodka drink or some bitch drink no tonight we're bloody drinking Mary. bourbon. bloody mary's bloody mary's are delicious um that's that's what we're doing we're drinking and we are i i am going to complain about the astros <laughs> i have many many rants about the astros and tom tom is here to be the voice of reason and the voice of like calmness maybe well i am kind of. okay. i'm here for it all right Cheers. but let's talk about your favorite f word do you know the 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 genesis of the word fuck 
I don't. You do not. I do do, do tell. So, so fuck is actually a, uh, what are those words that the letters are a words or something else? An acronym. There it is. Words are okay. hard. It is an acronym that stands for fornic- fornication under consent of the king. So back in the old days, back in the back in the ancient times, just couldn't be fucking around. You had oh. to get permission. Oh, from the king. Okay. From the king. Interesting. I didn't know that. That look at me <laughs> learning things at ten o'clock at night. I now let's yeah. talk about the Strohs. Now let's talk about the Strohs. Um, side note: I didn't realize that foobar was like a thing. Mm-hmm. I just Aircraft. thought like, I just thought it was like term. a word forever. Oh, that just meant like messed up. And I didn't realize it was an acronym for a long time. You're going to tell the folks what FUBAR means? So there's, there's a whole group that doesn't know what that is. Oh, okay. Well, uh, fucked up beyond all recognition. Absolutely. It's FUBAR. And I was like, what? How was that? I was like, oh, that makes sense. But in high school, I didn't cuss. So apparently the four years of me not cussing, just all Ended of the all up. cuss words. This is why now I say it in all of the things okay tom remember a couple of episodes back when we were talking about the podcast magic and shelby and i thought we were witches and then we talked about mauricio dubon and michael brantley and i was like look i don't know what the fuck happened with mauricio dubon um but i'm pretty sure that some voodoo priestess did some black magic and like Freaky Friday, their souls. And when Michael Brantley comes back and like starts doing the rehabs and doing the things, like Mauricio Dubon ain't gonna be able to hit. All I'm you saying, are right. Am I a witch? Maybe. I I can't predict lottery numbers, however, so don't don't ask me. What but why? Mauricio Dubon is is looking like Mauricio Dubon again. Are they not playing? Are they not playing Cuban dominoes? Are they playing German dominoes? Are they playing a different version of dominoes? What's going on, Mauricio? What, what are we I'm, doing? I'm convinced now that the same dude with great makeup, mission impossible makeup, because you've never seen him in the same place together. True. I'm obviously kidding, but that is true. The hitter is basically <laughs> MIA. I'm not I'm not kidding. I genuinely 100% believe that somehow Michael Brantley and Mauricio Dubon freaky friday themselves and now we have the original Mauricio Dubon back because that motherfucker cannot ground into a double play, not 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 ground into a double play. There we go. Um and it used to be like he wouldn't strike out, like you need to always put the ball in play, but now he's been striking out and it makes me a little bit more angry each and every time. No, each and every time. It pisses me off just a little bit more. And so I now wonder, Tom, because we all know that he's just keeping, quote unquote, keeping the seat warm, uh, keeping the base warm, if you will, um, for Jose Altuve. Because Jose Altuve, is, is he a superhuman? I mean, we all knew that he was like, amazing beautiful like regular human but is he actually like a superhuman like does he have a little bit of mighty mouse in him because how how is he coming back from a fractured thumb so so early because he may start he may do a rehab stint as early as next week in sugarland is that correct that's balls crazy so today is day two of jose altuve with a bat in his hand 
taking BP six weeks post-op from a broken thumb. And hitting fucking bombs in T-Mobile Park, which is not a super hitter-friendly park. Mm -mm. Apparently he hit, what, like six home runs? They're all no doubters. Yeah. To like straight away center field. Like is is it kind of a blessing in disguise though? Because we all know like short off season and they've all the boys have played until, you know, November for the last like six years. Is it is it kind of a blessing in disguise that Jose Altuve has had all this time off to like be fresh? Or it it really could be. And and not just for him. Think about the guys that are out right now. Some of the guys that could be very, very instrumental to the Astros being very, very successful in October. Michael Brantley, not a spring chicken. Jose Altuve, not a spring chicken. Lance McCullers, a little fragile. You know, the the, the sticker on the box says fragile in big red letters. <laughs> Glass so, elbow here. Yeah. So... The fact that these guys are not with the roster right now, taking the lumps of spring and the lumps of May and June to be fresh for an October or September might be a blessing in disguise for real. Okay. That, that is the silver lining. That is the silver lining. Um, if you guys don't know, we have lost two starting pitchers in the span of 48 hours. We love that for us. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Luis Garcia and Jose Arquiti. Jose Arquiti went down first. And then the next night, Luis Garcia threw eight pitches and said, hmm, that didn't feel right. And then left. And unfortunately, Luis Garcia will require Tommy John surgery, which has not been scheduled yet. But he will be out the rest of the season, probably half of next season. Goodbye, Luis Garcia. Actually, I think it's probably close to the rest of the season, all of next season. If you remember when JV had it, he was out. Uh, I think he threw like, like what, eight innings or something like that. And then he was out that entire season and then the following season after that. So don't tell me that. Don't, don't, I'm not, just, I just not, want you to be prepared. It's not what I wanted to hear, Tom. It's not, that's not what I wanted to hear. Look, you, uh, you are a, very capable co-host. I appreciate you. I brought you on to be a voice of reason. I don't need the voice of reason right now. Okay. <laughs> like that's not, mm -mm, no. Um, it's, it's funny. Cause you know, like as women, uh, we have, we vent, right. And like, sometimes we vent to our, our like significant others, like mostly guys. And the guys are like trying to give us suggestions on like how to fit. And they're like, listen, I don't, I don't want a suggestion. I just want to vent. I just don't, don't tell me how to fix this situation. That's, that's what I, that's, that is what is, what's going on right now. And normally, normally I'm, I have my, like my best friends that come to me for advice and like to cry on, they know to preface this with Susie, let me vent. Let me be dramatic. Cool. Not going to give you suggestions and not going to tell you that you're overreacting. Got it. Because <laughs> normally, normally I'm the guy in this situation. And I'm like, girl, you crazy. Stop being a crazy bitch. Mm -mm, nope. And then they're like, this is why we don't come to you. I'm like, sorry to be realistic, bro. Anyways. All right. I got you. Susan. Okay. No. Vent. Okay. Well, but now I'm done venting. But 
it, it is a little sad though. It's a little sad that Luis Garcia and like, do we think there have been Dusty flat out said that, you know, it's a shame that the world baseball classic, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't really think it's the world baseball classic. I, I, don't like, I, I think maybe it has more to do with the pitch timer and not being able to, to take the time that they want slash need. Um, I mean, Jose Urquidy was always a really fast worker though, right? Like just always a fast worker, but Luis Garcia and the whole, like having to change his rock the baby approach. And now it's just not as smooth and not as, like just, and what really cracks me up, not cracks me up. What really makes me really sad is the fact that like the last two starts for Luis Garcia was fucking filthy. Like you could just see that he could just, he was taking that next step, but apparently taking that next step, just his arm said, Fuck you. We're not we're not going nowhere. We're <laughs> that's a hard pass. That's what we're gonna do. I'm trying to think so. of that Jason Bateman show or movie where it's like the fuck you are. It's like the <laughs> gift that everybody uses. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that that goes right there. That's listen. I feel like this is I, I think you hit it right on the head. I think you're hundred percent right. If you look baseball across the board, pitchers are going down with a lot of injuries. Tampa, Tampa's a pitching factory. The kid springs that they brought up. Yeah. Filthy. Tommy John. The Yankees. The Yankees, they just they're, they're holding that thing together like with bubble gum. Like every day another pitcher's getting just nicked up. And and it's just like every team, it seems like somebody's going down. Some small, some big, some relievers, some starters. And I think the fact that they just don't have that extra pace around the mound anymore, you know, you're you're yeah. asking that elbow to go a million miles an hour. And I think the fix is probably to start bringing them down. The 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 days of 80 pitches, 90 pitches, 100 pitches, complete games, probably aren't going to be able to do it with as fast as they've got to go. Yeah, and that, I guess, I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Because everyone's like, oh, well, just, just make the pitch timer longer. Well, the whole reason the pitch timer is the 15 and 20 seconds, uh, and that shaves off like 30, 35 minutes, is that like if you make it don't come at me because this is not a math pod you know if you make it 20 and 25 seconds how much more time is that going to add you know like someone's going to do the math and please someone do the math and tell me in the comments because that would be delightful um because you know i'm not that asian and we're not that math pod so but that i mean that's the whole reason they did the, the 15 and 20 seconds right like was because it shaved off that much more time from the games. Now, granted, I love it because I get to watch more baseball. <laughs> I don't have to like sit here and and debate on what I'm going to watch or like stay up late and, you know, and now I'm just staying up late just because I am. But it's one of those things where you're like, "Oh, shit." Like all of these other like domino ramification effects are happening right now, and that just that kind of hurts my heart. And it and now we have Brandon Belak in our starting rotation. Love that for us. Not sexy. No, no, Brandon Belak is not. And that's not like a physical appearance indictment. It's like a pitching style indictment. It's like a he is an innings eater. And that is really all we can expect from, from Brandon Belak. Um, however, we did have a debut of JP France. And JP France is fucking filthy. And if you listen to the Bourbon and Baseball podcast, you would have heard me rattle off 
um, his stats. I'm going to actually look them up and make sure that I was in, was correct on that. Tom, do you do you remember what they were? The five innings. <clears throat> I remember what you said, but since you're going to look it up, I will take the rock and handle hand on to it for a little bit. I appreciate that, Tom. Thanks. I really feel like this is a great opportunity for a guy like JP France to get the to start. Much about JP France was that he was a starter in the minor leagues and then they created they converted him to a bullpen arm because our rotation looks so good. And now with the issues, now they they've got him back to starting and <clears throat> I think that he has the potential to be a really good starter where you you know Belak's a jag, just a guy. You know that's what he is. And also they moved Renel Blanco, who people thought could be a starter. They moved him back to Sugarland so that he could get the time to stretch out and get that rotation. Because, I mean, it's a different animal going from a starter to a bullpen guy. You really got to learn to conserve your energy to go five or six innings. Whereas a bullpen guy, you're like, I can spend it all because I know I'm right. going to be out here for two innings. Right. So, yeah, Ronald Blanco, who was in the bullpen, has now moved to Sugarland to be stretched out as a starter. Once he's stretched out, we say bye bye to Brandon and be like, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it'll be interesting. I wonder where Forrest is in all of this because Forrest. Out of the out of the gate. not right now. Yeah, he's not on the IL. He's not on the IL, but he is not pitching because well, he I heard that shoulder. too. But it was assumed that he could be called up. I didn't think it was an injury related not yeah. pitching. Correct. It, it's, well, it's then a, we know where he's at. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a shoulder thing. And then Sean Dubin also on like the seven day IL. So Dubin to me is just a guy though. I've seen him pitch in person at Sugarland. Mm-hmm. Not impressive. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, but so, Forrest is every time I see Forrest pitch, I've seen him pitch like three times now. Uh-huh. The guy looks it big, tall, kind of lanky. You know, the, does the he have that thing, like? Does he have that like whippy arm action, kind of like Christian? He's Garrett Cole. Like you oh. know how they do Hunter and they overlap him uh-huh. with JV, and you're like, wow, it's the same guy. They did the exact same thing with Forrest Whitley, and it's Garrett Cole and him are the same guy for oh. whatever reason. He's, I, th- I think maybe he needs to put some weight on so that he can like deal with it, but he just can't stay healthy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, no, um, it's something with like something with his, sh- like, it's not like his shoulder shoulder. It's like the, like his shoulder, like back, back muscle shoulder. Kind of like Urquidy. I thought Urquidy's was like a pectoral, like armpit thing. Almost like what JV had. No. Shoulder inflammation. Oh, okay. I'm all right. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to look that up again. Cause I, for, for some reason I thought it was like the same thing that, um, JB had, but anyways, regardless, yes, Forrest Whitley is like, it's like his scapula back shoulder anyways, but yeah, he's not on the IL, but he's not pitching due to shoulder problems. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we have that and we lost the, Mariners series hmm. and we lost the Giants series hmm. and um, can we just can we talk about the Mariners series of course like JP France JP France did a damn thing in his he debut really did. in his debut he went five innings pitched three hits zero runs 
struck out five, and walked one. I'm pretty sure that's what I said on the other show. I, if not, I was very, very close. You were. Anyhow. And you told everybody, look, <laughs> don't come for me. I'm close. And right? You were. Um, and up till the eighth, we thought we had it. It was like three to zero. And it was so good. And then, then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And then Montero came in and did not do Montero things. Or maybe he did do Montero things, depending on where you are, where your feelings lie on on Rafael Montero. Well, you can phrase that however you want, want to phrase that. But regardless of what Montero did, what in the actual fuck happened to Alex Bregman and Jeremy Pena. Did Alex Bregman forget that he was playing baseball and that he's not supposed to tackle a motherfucker? <laughs> what? You know, you know what, the, you know what really it is? Alex has been that dude on, on uh, third base forever. Like you almost have to defer to him because his defense is so elite. Well, Jeremy's kind of that dude now too. You know, last year, I think he probably deferred a lot where now, World Series MVP is like, whoa, no, I'm going to make that play. And that's where the intersection of Pena and Bregman meet. So to me, it almost kind of felt like Alex Bregman obviously has not been doing well at the plate. Um, but he hasn't really taken that to the defense side. Mm-mm. And I really feel like at that point in time, he was like, oh, I got to make this fucking play. I got to make this fucking play so that like people will forget that I'm batting 196 and that Maldi is just like two points behind me. Like, that's what I felt like. Like, he's like, he's pressing too much on that. Could be. Could be. He made another play today that was kind of like trying to, do, trying to do too much, where Breggs is normally so good about his internal clock. Today he was trying to make that ultra play and it ended up backfiring. Yeah, it, the wheels fell off. Just fell. And not only did they like fall off, like by the time that game ended, like there were no wheels to be had. Like they got shredded, the car exploded. Like you wouldn't, we don't even want to talk about like FUBAR, like it everything. Just everything. With two outs, with two outs, they scored seven. But hey, Dusty brought in Ryan Stanek, who people pine for daily to come get him out of that mess. No, no, no. Who is pining for Ryan Stanek in these situations? Not no, the no. people that only see his ERA from last year and go, that's a stopper right there. Look, he doesn't allow any runs. He doesn't allow any runs because he doesn't get in the games. Look, I love Ryan Stanek. I love Jess Stanek. I love their baby. Their Everyone baby is does. so freaking yes, adorable. Okay, awesome. but like Ryan Stanek needs to come in with nobody on base in a clean inning. Facing the bottom of the order. Okay, like I love Ryan Stanek, but the, the man is wild. He doesn't know where the ball is going to go. And I say this with as much love and like appreciation and admiration in my heart because I know that in no way, shape, or form could I ever imagine doing this. But the motherfucker doesn't know where the ball's going. And and me, for me, when I watch Ryan Sanic pitch, my biggest fear is that everything is straight. 
There's no yes, move. There's, no, there's no wrinkle no up, in it, right? Down, exactly. Every good pitcher has that where everybody's going to be able to stay on something straight, left, right, whatever, up, down, but it has to have that little extra movement to it. And everything is just right there. And if he's got it, if, if he can't nibble the corners and he's got to come to the middle of the plate, they're hitting they're his, they're hitting his fastball. They're just hitting it. Now, now granted, there were some, there were some of these pitches that he got, he got fucked on. He got fucked on. Um, you let us know your tweets are legendary. <laughs> Follow me for, for more content. Uh, but really though, I'm about the, I'm about the strike zone. Like I, I will let you know. And sometimes, sometimes I will say, oh yeah, no, that was like, it's like way closer than what you thought. Right. Like, but no, some of these apps are fucking lutely not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> today oh my god today was so bad today was so bad um but i used more f words than i normally use someone called me a foul foul mouthed broad last night on twitter that's 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 an east coast bias right there broad i don't know too many southern guys that use the word broad well and here's the thing i I wanted to be like here's if you think this is foul mouth, like you ain't seen nothing yet, motherfucker. Like, come at me. Like, we can, we, I will show you foul mouth fraud. <laughs> this is okay? PG 13. Right. Like, if you wanted me, if you thought this was bad, just fucking wait. Anyhow, that's neither here nor there. But Ryan Stanick, I love you. But Ryan, like, I always hold my breath. Always, always hold my breath when Ryan Stanick is, is pitching. And when his, when his shit is good, you're like, okay, all right, he's on. If he can get the first guy, like the first guy, I'm, I like, I'm like, okay, like he's got it. I, and I just, it just, it, it just fell off. It just, all the wheels just fell off. Just all of them. And some of, and some of them were just like bloop little hits. And I'm all, what the, we just got singled to death. We did. We just got singled to death. Like it was death by paper cuts and singles and just. And, and they're nice like that. The baseball gods are cruel. I think the, the Astros did that to Tampa for the second game. They didn't hit any ball oh, yeah. hard and scored like seven runs. And as, if I was a Tampa Bay fan, I'd go, what the fuck do we got to do here? Like yeah. these guys are hitting the ball, you know, 60 miles an hour, but it's finding every hole. And they scored six runs and it's like nothing over 100 miles an hour. So yeah. it, it's, it's not fun, but... It's fair. I guess, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to happen to you. You're going to do it sometimes. You just got to be able to move on to the next day. Yeah. But, but, Tom, ex- explain, explain something to me. I got you. Why are we not pinch hitting for motherfuckers who don't hit? Maldi, I got nothing. Abreu, you paid him $20 million and the guy's a 300 hitter in his career. So yes, you've got some young guys that are hitting, that are promising, but if you're okay with Bregman in the game when he's 0 for 4 with two Ks and Bregman doesn't strike out and he's batting two points higher than Maldi, then you can't come for Jose Abreu because of the body of work that he has behind him. Why they don't pinch hit for Maldi baffles my fucking mind because there's no scenario where right now with a team that's struggling to score runs, 
should not be pinch hitting for a dude with a catcher that hits. It's not like Yiner Diaz is like batting 202 right in front of him. Like, oh, he's got one more single. No, no that dude hits. Now we'll say this. I do wonder if Montero's struggles had something to do with Yiner being behind the dish as opposed to Maldi. I don't have any information. I don't have any data for that. But maybe. That, I'll, I'll give I'll give Dusty that. But Yiner should be playing like every other day. Like in some capacity. Yes. Yes. And I understand like, I understand DHing Hensley because you want to get him right. I don't know where Ryan Bannon came from. Ryland Bannon. I don't know where he came from. I don't know why that's a thing. Um, We haven't seen Cesar Salazar. Is Cesar Salazar even alive? We haven't seen him in weeks. The way they talked about him when they brought him up instead of Corey Lee made me think he was only there in case they played Yiner and Maldi together. Which but obviously has never. It hasn't fucking happened. So why on God's green earth do you carry three catchers when you only want to play one? And it's like, I feel like this is that, 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 that clip in Moneyball where Brad Pitt walks in and goes, you can't play so-and-so because I traded him. And you can't play so-and-so because I sent him down to the minors. And if you're going to play somebody else, I'll trade his ass too. Just play the guys I freaking give you. And I feel like that's what Dana Brown's trying to do with Dusty and Maldi. And it just hasn't happened yet. And I'm not saying that Maldi doesn't belong on this team. I won't do that because he's done too much for the franchise up to this point. But if you were willing to part ways with Yuli for the exact same reason, you, you need to start cutting his – you need to start – bringing him back. I'm not saying don't have him on the roster. I'm just saying I need every other day Yiner to be behind the dish. And if you're telling me that Framber and CJ aren't good enough to have him behind the dish because he needs to be back there, then we got a bigger problem. Right. Because the dude's 36, I think. Correct. Not going to last forever. If you start getting him with these young kids because they're the future, you said it. Dana Brown came out and said three or four days ago that Yiner's the future, which exactly. makes me wonder, huh? Exactly. But like, how is he supposed to make 300 plate appearances? No clue. There's no, no way. Clue. On the current projection, he'll be lucky if he gets a buck 50. There's like. And Corey Lee's hitting the ball, the cover off the ball at Jiggerland. So really what the fuck are we doing? Because you got catchers everywhere hidden and Maldi not. And it's like, I don't know if you follow at cool arrow 80. Yes. You have to. Yes. I, I, I retweet his stuff all the time because I think it's great because I think people need to see it especially the maldi truthers rob my co-host astros baseball podcast i let him know all the time and you just see his soul leave his body because he's a numbers guy so how does he argue with the numbers guys you're right i know but he but i love him i'm i'm, go, I'm always gonna love him i'm like you can love him from just, just love him, ball love club him on playing. the bench yes. just love him on the bench yes. okay like that, and, and that's my argument. Like we, if he is this amazing, like wants Guru. to give all of the information and the knowledge and impart his wisdom, do it from the fucking bench. Do it in between fucking innings. Don't do it when you're behind, like, why? Why are you behind the dish? Like you don't need to be behind the dish. Make and, him a bench coach. Put perfect. him in a fucking jacket. Let him sit over there and chew on sunflower seeds 
until he doesn't want to do it anymore. And, and when those guys need help, talk it out. I'm Perfect. here for it. Did you see that clip? I don't know who retweeted it. Someone retweeted it. And it's from, um, it's from one of the games from Minnesota this, this season where they're talking to Carlos Correa. And they were like, Carlos, talk to us about uh, that iconic. That, did you see it? I did. And, and he comes over and he, and he's, he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, yeah, I just told Fromber that he needs to throw a sinker and just get us a ground, ground ball double right here and just let us take care of it. And you see, you see in the clip, Maldi ain't saying shit. Jack fucking shit. Not, not a word. It's Carlos Correa. It's Carlos Correa saying, throw a sinker. It's not Maldi saying, throw a sinker. It's Carlos Correa saying, so you mean to tell me that in like half a season, all of a sudden, Molly has become this like, like, no. Now, <laughs> no. listen, I'm not going to discredit Maldi for Carlos saying what everybody was thinking. Carlos was that dude back then. You couldn't tell him nothing. That's true. Speak the facts or shut the fuck up. The iconic as hell. He was, he was the man. So if you think Maldi was going to talk over him, ain't no way. Now, do I believe there's some truth to Maldi being a guy that the pitchers genuinely want to work with and he calls a game that they feel confident in? Like, you know, the, the pitcher-catcher relationship is, is weird, right? Some pitchers call the pitches. Most of the time, the catchers call the pitches. Sometimes the, 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 the dugout calls the pitches. But however it goes, if the catcher's calling the game for them, the, the good ones... They don't shake off the catcher. They just throw. And they're just, you know, to steal a line from the movie, the new Top Gun movie. Don't do, or don't think, just do. The, the, the good ones can do that. I don't have to think about it. You tell me what to throw. You tell me where to throw it, and I throw it. And all I have to do is worry about, instead of trying to dissect the hitter and go, okay, think about what did he see before? What's he looking for? What does he hit good? What zone? There's a million things that can run through a pitcher's head. To be able to simplify it down for him probably matters a lot. We we talked about it on your last show where St. Louis is trying to figure that out. I understand that. However, at what point do you go, dude, we ain't scoring no fucking runs. Right. It ain't going to matter if we give up one. We shown the ERA. I mean, Cool Arrow does a great job putting all the numbers out there. What the catcher hit, what the ERA is for the pitchers when, when Yiner's in or Cesar's in, what the pitchers ERA is when Maldi's in. He's not, he's not showing it on the defensive end. Might as well get him the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that. Like in that, in that Giants game that we, we referenced with uh, Anthony DiScalfani that threw eight shutty and uh, three hit us. Yiner Diaz had two of those motherfucking hits. Jordan. Jordan had the other hit. Okay. Uh, so you would think, you would think that, you know. Oh, and 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 um, is that is that the game that he threw out too? Yes. Yes. And the next day, him? the next day, I'm like, there's no way this guy's not in the lineup. There's no way. He was your most per, per, productive offensive guy, your best defender, and you sat him the next day. And on top of that, I think it was like Urquidy that pitched. It was like the last game that he pitched. And he had caught him the time before when, when Urquidy dealt. Yeah. 
made no sense to me. And I'm not the rant type, but the, but the, but the Maldi thing I'm starting to sour on. Like I used to be like, eh, it is what it is. The rest of the lineup eats. I don't give a shit. I'll sacrifice the catcher to the Astros gods so that Dusty has what he wants and the rest of the team rakes. Well, right now we're missing like three big boppers and I need him. I need somebody there that can hit. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why, like last night's game. Uh, why didn't we pinch it? Why didn't we pinch it for Maldi in the eighth? Why? Like we didn't need his glove. Okay. Like we, I mean, we definitely don't need his glove because his glove ain't doing shit now. So why, what are we doing? And in like the game before I was like, I was trying, I was really trying to give Maldi his flowers because he sack bunted. He sack bunted and he got the motherfucker over to third. But guess what? We were already like already had a runner in scoring position. <laughs> what he said. I was like, look, he didn't, he didn't ground out into a double play. How bad is it that like, that is the line of like demarcation that I'm trying to like give give a player credit for not grounding out into it for only getting the one out for only getting the one out okay that is the line that I'm trying to 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 keep here couple numbers I want to give you because are they going like to make me want to drink one yes the other one no okay well you know what I lie they're both going to make you want to drink oh fuck okay I still if got we're just part. talking about hits. Oh, we're just geez. talking about hits. Uh-huh. All this is is the hit totals for everybody on the team. Oh, it's gonna make me sad. So if I had to tell you that Yiner Diaz has started 10 games and he's played in 12, how many hits do you think he has? Eight. You are correct. Hell yeah, Susie. Yes. Now if I told you that Martin Maldonado has started in 24 games, how many hits do you think he has? Five. Ooh, I know you hate him, but damn, you hate him a lot. No, he has 12. But in twice the amount of games this man has played, he has four more hits. Here's another one. Here's another player that doesn't get enough playing time that we have we have talked about. Corey Jokes has started 24 games. He's played in 29 of them. How many hits do you think Corey Jokes has? 32. No, that's not right. Oof, no, it's not. <laughs> um, For context, Dubon, Dubon has 35. That's the leader in the clubhouse. I say 17. He has 20. Three hits. 23, okay. And he's played in 24 games, and he started 21 games. Yeah. That's a hit a game. Corey Jokes is a hit a game, and he's, and he's only played in two-thirds of the baseball games. Now, I didn't think he had played in as many games because they've, they've only played 34 games, so that's really impressive. However, we, we think he should play more. Why did he not pinch it for David Hensley last night? That's a good question. Now, here's the one. Here's the one I'm going to tell people. This is what you need to hear. And this is why you need to relax on Jose Bray. And I won't call him my boy. But if you're an Astros fan, you need to hope. He signed for three years. You need to hope that $20 million a year, he's earned it. 
Jose Abreu's played in 33 games. How many hits does Jose Abreu have? Twenty-two. You would think he has twenty-nine hits in thirty-three games. That's I why I tell people to relax. The power's not there across the board. If we're talking homers, you know who the leader in the clubhouse is with homers? Jeremy Pena and Jordan Alvarez are tied. No, they're not. Not anymore. Jordan Alvarez is ahead of Jeremy Pena by one. Okay. Jeremy Pena and Kyle Tucker are tied for second. Okay. Now, do you know what those numbers are? Last time I looked, <clears throat> Jordan and Jeremy were tied at like six. So what? Jordan has eight now? Jordan has seven homers. Seven, okay. In 27 games. Jeremy Pena and Kyle Tucker are tied with six. Six, okay. So the, the team across the board is not hitting dingers. So when people look at, at Jose Abreu and go, the power's not there, the power's down, he's only got five extra base hits, I understand that. However, the whole team is struggling as a whole. And until they get all the pieces back on the board, they can't afford for all these guys to struggle and score enough runs. So here's my question then. Are they... Well, but no, because if they are... Then I feel like they would Corey Jokes would have been in all of the times as opposed to okay. So when Uncle Mike comes back, when Jose Altuve comes back, David Hensley, see ya, buddy. I'm sorry, you're you're back in Sugarland. Mm -hmm. Um, Rylan Bannon, you gone. I do not. I mean, Corey Jokes has basically played himself onto this roster and kept mm -hmm. himself in the in the lineup. However. Once my Uncle Brantley, Uncle Brantley, Uncle Mike comes back, his playing time is going to be immediately diminished. Or I feel like think... he'll I feel like Uncle Michael DH a lot to keep him fresh. Just okay, hit. but so then are they going to rotate in and out? Jordan? He's played in twenty-seven of the thirty-four games. I think they're all going to do. Like a like a carousel, much like I feel like Yiner and Maldi should be doing. I think in order to keep these guys off their feet so that they're good for 162 is okay. Jordan plays three days, gets a day off. Kyle Tucker plays three days, gets a day off. Not well, okay, together. So Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman have played every single every single inning of every single game. So is Jeremy Pena. Why why? So is Alex why? Bregman. That's what I just said. I said Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Then Abreu too. Abreu yeah. too. All of them. So, okay. Why? Why? Because your options are... When, well, hold on. When Dusty said that he wanted to get Kyle Tucker off his feet, but he didn't really have options, Corey Jokes is like, uh, you don't see me over here with the plane in the outfield? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't play the outfield? It... Is that just is that me not knowing baseball? Because I, for me, I'm like it's outfield. Like you, you just have to cut like the other way as opposed to the normal way. Is that is it so backwards? I feel like if you're a major league player and you no technically play the outfield, you would know how to play the other corner. Like I'm not trying to put him in center, I'm trying to play him in the right field as opposed to the left field. I don't is know. It, is that much different? 
I mean, I think it is for some guys, depending on their glove hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. That's that's because think about this. Jordan's never played right field. Well, yeah, that's true, but because because we got killed the girl there. Um. <laughs> You're true, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying. Like I think when you, when Dusty says that, mm-hmm. he's looking at the lineup, going, "I can't afford to not have him in the lineup because we're not scoring any runs." Now I can play with Hensley, Jokes, uh, Ryland, Yiner, Yiner. I can play with those guys. And and rotate them around. Um, Jake Myers is apparently got some like he knows where the bodies are buried. He's got pictures of Dusty nude. I don't know what he's got going on because that dude has played every game. And while he's hit, he's starting to hit. Uh, big props to Jake for figuring it out. There have been a, there have been a lot of people that would have been like, look, bro, I'm gonna platoon you. You know, we tried, whatever. And he's like, nope, every day. Since since Chaz mysteriously got you know clipped, <laughs> whatever happened, I don't know what happened. Nothing you know, they happened. they, they hit him, they Not hit him a, with a they hit him with a barbell in the weight room while he was deadlifting or something. Not a goddamn thing happened to Chaz <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. Okay. Since, Not anything. Mm-mm. Since the no. mafia got a hold of Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers has played every day. Not a goddamn thing happened to Chas McCormick. All that happened to Chas McCormick was that he ran into a wall. Do, like, do I think that he maybe had a concussion? Probably. Like, he hit that fucking wall hard, okay? And then and then I think in a couple of days, he, he was better. But in those couple of days, when Jake Myers was playing and then started raking, Dusty said, here it is. Here's my fucking opportunity that I'm going to take and run with. And I'm going to get my boy playing time. You know what else is wild since we're, since we're talking about this? Cause I know you love this conversation. Tim full hat and all mm-hmm. like Chaz really did something to get in the doghouse. They didn't even send him to Sugarland. They sent him to Corpus. They're like, get far the fuck away from me. I don't need you. I don't need you in town. Like I need you far away. I was like, well, so Why? originally, originally, I was like, trust me, I had a whole, I had a whole thing. I had a whole fucking thing. But they, um, Sugarland was in Reno and Corpus wasn't Corpus. And so like, I, I guess they were like keeping him, I guess, relatively close. And then, and then they were like, fuck, whatever, Chaz, Jake's hitting. See ya. Just, just stay there. Just, stay your ass there. Yeah, no. Um, like, like Sugarlands came home since then, and then went back out on the road. Like, well, and I wonder though. I wonder if they're like, oh yeah, no, we can't have two rehabbing players on the same squad. Like, heaven forbid we do that. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And um, I was. And of course, Chaz is hitting because he was hitting before yeah. he got hurt. Oh yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I was accused of 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 pushing conspiracy theories because because of this and i was like yeah you gotta be fucking blind and like super pollyanna fucking rainbow colored glasses if you don't fucking think that none of this is fucking fishy like you you cannot sit there and tell me that if jake myers was not hitting jake that Chaz would be up here 
in, in fucking like immediately, immediately. But no, the fact that Jake Myers like magically built in a leg kick and then just started raking. No, Dusty, Dusty saw his fucking opportunity and was like, fuck it. I'm taking it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to ride this into the wheels fucking fall off. And to his credit, to his credit, Jake has been hitting. I will give Jake the flowers. There was an I interesting will- stat on the, on the game today on the broadcast where over the last 20 games, which I think pretty much coincides with the injury, Jake's hit 299. So. Well, and, and, and um, Blum said it on the, on the broadcast, basically like he knows that he, he knows he's going to play every day. It doesn't matter what he does. If he, if he hits, if he doesn't hit, and there's something freeing about that. And I'm like, you would think you would fucking think, right? Like <laughs> what I, I wonder what the fuck Chaz would do if he had that opportunity just to say, Hey Chaz, guess what? You, you, sir, you're our center fielder, but no, <laughs> we're not no. coming for you. No, not at all. No. And like truly and really, and honestly, like d- trade him. Like if you're not going to fucking play him, trade him. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck Chaz has done to Dusty or to a spot. Like, I don't fucking know. But apparently, apparently saving uh, a World Series game, not fucking enough. Not enough. Apparently, he needed to throw um, the perfect game and and make make the game saving catch. Okay. He needed to be Shohei Otani on both ends. Like, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work. And one of the tweets that I had tweeted about about Chaz and like, oh my God, like we're never going to see Chaz again. Like after Jake was hitting um, his brother, Chaz McCormick's brother liked my tweet. Hell yeah. Uh, like, and it was like, it was like something about that. And so I really, I really wanted to just like screen cap that and then be like, tell me again, tell me again about the conspiracy theories. Like when his family members are fucking like liking that. It- They're wondering the exact same thing we are like i'm sorry it's not a conspiracy theory like anyone with fucking eyes can see that there has been some sort of bias towards jake myers and last season it was oh well click click said that we had to play jake myers like it was click's decision obviously we see now that that was it was not click's decision it's dusty baker's decision like dusty baker jake like that's fine again I wanted to strap Jake Myers to a rocket. I still kind of want to strap Jake Myers to a rocket. I don't. And everyone's going to come for me because Jake Myers defensive numbers, quote unquote, defensive numbers are so much better than Chaz's. I that's fine. That's fine. You can you can come at me with the defensive war and all that fucking bullshit. But I watch these motherfucking games. I watch them. Okay. And I'm sorry, the eyeball test, the eyeball test says differently. And you may say that, that the reason Chaz McCormick has to make the dives and all that shit is because he takes like different routes or like not as good routes, or he's not as fast as Jake Myers. And that's why Jake Myers doesn't look like he's putting in the effort. No, Jake Myers has a goddamn noodle arm. And for some reason, (laughs) no, I don't say for some reason in his head, he is afraid of getting hurt again. And that's totally okay. Like I get it. I understand why, but you need to, Go talk to Fromber's guy, head guy, brain guy. Go talk to him. Get the fuck over it and be the Jake Myers of like of 21. If we had that Jake Myers, I, I guarantee you we would not be saying these things. I guarantee you. But when you sit there and everyone, literally everyone, 
can say, oh, if Jake Myers gets the ball in center field, just fucking run on him. Like, there is no fear. There is no fear of Jake Myers gunning you down. I guarantee you, if Chaz is out there, motherfucker's going to think twice about running. It's amazing to see him, like, like see other teams. I, I want to say there was a Ranger game where it was like, it was a ground ball through the hole into center field. And I'm trying to remember who the guy was. He took, he took third base and like Jake did like some kind of, or not Jake. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, I'm, I'm getting spun around. Jake did some kind of fist pump thing. Like if he was like, Oh, don't you do it. And the dude's just looking at him as he coasts into third base. And it was just like a weird pause. He's got no trust. Like he takes weird angles. It's almost defensive. Like instead of like aggressively, it's almost defensively. And I think people are seeing it. I don't think anybody's afraid of him. I don't think you can play center field like that. You have to be the best defender in the outfield to play center field. And I, yeah. I still hope this is all a conspiracy theory. The other way to build up the value in Jake Myers to trade him for something that we don't have. Pitcher, catcher, who knows? We're not gonna we're not gonna trade hey, for a catcher we're not going to trade for a Perez and Jose are so tight and I'm talking about Altuve Short King and Salvi would do beautiful things in this Listen line. listen we traded for a catcher we traded for a catcher and we traded for a first baseman last season <clears throat> and look what the fuck happened there they sat on the bench and rotted the first baseman played and stunk it up the catcher you're right I'll give you. I'll give you the catcher. If if things were square, I think you would have seen that Christian Vasquez was a better catcher than Maldi, and I think he never got the opportunity. I do believe Trey Mancini got the opportunity, and he struggled with the pressure of this is my first playoff team ever, and it's kind of like what a Brave is struggling with now because you look at them, they're trying to do too much, and it's like coming from teams where they didn't have that success to a team that everybody knows is really successful, like you feel like, oh, I got to prove myself every day. So you see Abreu pressing. You saw Mancini pressing. It was scary. Like Trey Mancini is playing so much better in, in Chicago, and people are like, oh, see, this is the guy. This is the guy. Like, yo, he had the ABs. He I looked lost. I'm Okay. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it now because it's going to take too long, and I've had too much alcohol and numbers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. I'm going to look up how many plate appearances he had last season as opposed to like what he's doing now. Because now they brought up Matt Mervis. The Cubs brought up Matt Mervis because the Eric Hosmer experiment apparently is over. Um, and I just, I just don't think that he was getting the amount of at-bats that he thought he was going to get because he played, he played like every other day for, I don't know, like two weeks, probably longer. And then like all of a sudden he was like, nope. Just kidding. And then he was like DH for like a hot minute and he hadn't seen anything for, you know, like a week. And I, and it just, it wasn't consistent. And that's what I felt like. Trey Mancini played in 51 games. Mm -hmm. He had 186 plate appearances and 165 at bats. He batted 176. He had 29 hits in 165 plate appearances. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I need to dig into the numbers. I need to dig into the numbers, Tom. I need to dig okay, into okay. the numbers. 
I, okay. Odds are I'm going to forget to dig into the numbers and then we're going to like revisit this conversation at some point in time and then I'll be like, oh shit, I need to dig in the numbers, but I didn't. He had 18 walks and 49 strikeouts. So if you put that together, he had 47 hits and walks combined in 49 strikeouts in 165 ABs. So why is Molly allowed to do it? Because he's Dusty's guy. I'm not saying it's right. I, I, I'll i argue that. I'll agree with you all day. If you just look at all these numbers and then you look at the ERA of these pitchers, he's not giving you anything other than what Dusty tells you he's giving them. Now, he's the manager. I don't know how you beat the manager unless you do some Billy Bean Brad Pitt, you know, money ball shit. Right. And that, 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 that's not going to happen. You got it. You got to get rid of them. You got to send them away. That's not. Yeah, that that's that's true because we had we had a viable we had a viable option. Anyways, neither here nor there. Um, OK, so let's talk about the lineup, though. Let's talk about the lineup because Jose Altuve is coming back. Michael Brantley coming back. Chaz McCormick coming back. Do we feel that with all of these pieces coming back? That our our woes our woes are gone. I do. All of you, them. I I do. Think about all, it. All of them. Okay. What What did you say earlier in in uh, bourbon and baseball? Tim Anderson. Yeah. That was two years in that the lineup. Two hours ago. Okay. Then I'll, <laughs> for the for the people that weren't there, Tim Anderson in the White Sox lineup, world beaters. Tim Anderson out of the White Sox lineup, trash. Now, replace Tim Anderson with the short king, 200 hits on, on average a season, clutch as hell, Jose Altuve, leadoff. Then, okay, that's, that's, that's part one. Okay. Part two, you plug in Uncle Mike, professional hitter, 300 average, going to go two for five every day in the two-hole. And now you set the table with those two guys on base or whatever in okay. front of Jordan, in front of Tuck, and then you move Pena back to the six hole or, or hell, the way it's working, you can put Pena in between Tuck and Jordan and move Abreu back because we're, we're, we're questioning that and rightfully so. You know what I mean? Okay. Bregman, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm missing a spot here. Bregman goes into the three hole. Mm -hmm. So now you got Jordan protecting him. Okay. I mean, think about that lineup. That lineup sounds like four runs before you start with four runs before the game even starts. Okay. So, so what, you, okay. So what you're telling me is Jose is first Jose in, in, yes. in leadoff. Okay. Uncle Mike. Yes. Dusty has already came out and said, if uncle Mike is on my roster and healthy, he's batting the tool. Okay. Breggy? I believe so. Okay. Jordan. Correct. Four. Okay. Five. Here's where I think it depends on who's hitting. If we're still whatever and uh -huh. Pena's hot, it'll be Pena. If he if Abreu figures it out, it'll be Abreu. Okay. So I'm gonna we're gonna revisit number five. It should be Tuck. It should be Tuck. It should be because it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter 
if I'll die the, on that hill. If if the if the pitcher is right-handed or left-handed or throws with his goddamn feet. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It does not matter. Okay? The splits that that Tucker and Jordan have with right-handed versus left-handed pitchers, it's negligible. It's negligible. Dusty, I need you to get it through your fucking head. You do not need to split up your lefties. But but with that farmer's almanac, it says you cannot it have. It on Tuesday. You it has to rain on Tuesday. Lefties back to back. You cannot do it. Because at this point in time, with Abreu splitting up Jordan and Tucker, literally every time Jordan gets, gets on base, I have to pray and hope to God that it's just that we're not grounding into a double play because we're just wasting Jordan at bats. Like, can we, can we just, can you just move Tuck up, please? Just move Tuck up one and just anything, anything at all. For okay, me, I'm so, okay with Pena going in that hole. Okay. If you have to go right, left, or left, right, left, mm-hmm. if you have to. Okay. Give me, well, give me JP3. We, okay. We all know that Dusty has to. <laughs> then give me JP3. He has to. Okay. So, so Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Jordan, Pena, Tuck, Tuck in the six hole, Abreu in the seven. Yes. Is that what we, okay. And then whatever platoon of Myers and McCormick in the eight hole. And then, excuse me. And then uh, Maldonado slash Diaz. Now, if it's Diaz, I almost want to put Diaz in the eight hole and put Myers or McCormick in the nine hole to be almost kind of a, a double leadoff so that, I don't know, like when Jose gets up there, like he can swing at a pitch that's neck level and, you know. Bunt, whoever bunt, that is over yeah. sometimes. He'll, yeah. he'll bunt single from time to time. Yeah. So, okay. So my question is though, with the no shift rules, with the picking off rules, wouldn't it be better to have Jeremy Pena in the two hole so that they can, so he can steal bags? Because absolutely, while I love Uncle Br- Uncle Brantley, good night, Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike ain't stealing bags. Like, that would be like asking Bregman to steal bags. Like, Bregman runs like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like, I feel like he's a gingerbread man. Like, the like how a gingerbread man would, would run, that's how Bregman runs. Arms out. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when this was the great debate of the offseason, because a lot of people wondered once Uncle Mike was back in the fold, just how that would work. I politicked hard for Jeremy Pena to be in the two hole because he needed the protection more than uncle Mike. Right. Uncle Mike, it doesn't matter if you're not going to pitch to him. Guess what he's going to do? He'll take his walk. No problem. Jeremy is going to expand the zone and chase the slider. He can't hit. Yes. Although he's firmly believing that they're going to make a mistake, leave it over the middle of the plate and then just watch it fall off the table. I think it makes more sense to do that again. Farmer's Almanac Dusty said, this is how it goes. My book says this. This is what I'm doing. It hasn't failed me in the past. It's not going to fail me in the future. Will it though? Okay. So I guess, I mean, I guess it's good for us because it just gives us more more fodder for for us talking heads who, you know, can't actually play the game or, you know, any any of that stuff because that's that's what I'm told. That, uh, that I can't have an opinion on shit because I can't play the game. That's so, um, 
you know. Then you listen to Charles Barkley say all the dumb shit because he played the game. That's fair. That's fair. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is going to get me canceled. Don't cancel me. (laughs) Search Twitter. Don't don't do it. I'm very sorry. But (laughs) I saw I saw this um, Instagram reel and it was it was this guy talking about trauma bonds and it was like it was saying how uh the trauma like you're not in love you're just you just have a a trauma bond (laughs) because you think it's love but it's not it's just trauma uh because they keep hurting you and yet you keep going back and i was like am i in a trauma bond with the houston astros (laughs) as a fan of any sports team yes because it is such a blind you're you're never gonna agree with half of what they do. They're always gonna like build it up and then break your heart. Absolutely. But it's 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 why you do it. You do it for true. that. I, do I though? I don't know. I'm, it is what it is. It is what it is. And so um I will all I'm asking is that Abreu just be dropped down and that Tucker be moved up. That's all I'm asking. Just, that's just, that's it. I think that's it's all. fair. I think it really is. And if we can just get Yainer some freaking at-bats. Poor Yainer. Does he, do you think he goes home at night and he plays that, that TikTok sound? Y'all see me. I see you. You don't see me? <laughs> like, do you think he plays that sound? Like, and he's like, Dusty, I'm I'm right here. I'm I'm right here. No? Okay. No. I think the young guys are probably just excited to be there. I don't think any of them are that highly touted or that, you know, to that degree where it's like Corey Jokes is going, Dusty, what the fuck? Bro, <laughs> what I gotta right? do? Like like Jose Caballero. Caballero? Is that his last name today? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. talking all the all the shit to Phil Cuzzy. What was that about? Oh, I'll tell you. So it was very interesting because it's it's the pitch clock, really, right? So Caballero calls time. In the middle of the windup, right? In the middle of the windup, the umpire grants it, which we already we already established the umpire was trash. So the pitch comes in, and Maldi's like, the fuck? Like, you can't do it then. So then Caballero gets upset with Maldi for having an issue with him calling time. He's like, bro, play the game. Like, you know what's going on here. And then bench is clear because it looks like they're about to scrap. Like okay. That. So tell me, tell me why. Tell me why. Lance McCullers and his motherfucking glass elbow is the first motherfucker out there. I'm like, Lance McCullers, like, can you not, sir? Like, or if you are, can you put like a fucking elbow brace on or something? Shit. Like, you do not need to be in the middle of that fucking scrum. Like, sit your ass down, Lance McCullers. <laughs> Lance, Lance is that dude, right? Lance is bury me in the age, right. you know, like, like Maldi's my guy. Like, I don't even care about my arm. Well, we care about your arm, bro. <laughs> we care. That's a very expensive arm you have there. We'd like, we'd like to get our return on that bad boy. Right? We need well, you to stop. We need you to breathe. Like, and also Abreu's like six, five yoked. <laughs> Let Brian go in there and beat somebody's ass. You probably don't need to do that. Like, here's the thing. Maldonado had a good, a good, like, 50 pounds on this motherfucker. At, like, at any point in time, like, Maldi didn't even need to fucking swing. Like, he could just sat on the motherfucker and be like, sorry, bro, got you. What are you going to do now? Like, you can't get up. Lance, 
please. I beg of you. Like, I, we all know that you got that dog in you, okay? Like, we know. You ain't got you ain't got to show the world. No. Mm. Just sit your ass down. Just what are you doing? What? And then and then what really cracked cracked me up was like Julio Rodriguez just like laughing like the entire time. I was like, oh, all right. Oh and that's probably the other biggest dude out there. Like, yeah, if y'all wanted to do this, I could do it with you, but it's not worth it. Yeah. And I was and well, and then like and then Caviero still talking shit to Mal. I'm like, bro, like you're gonna get swung on. You just you're and a, and a part of me was like, swing on him, Maldi, swing on him so that you could get a shit. <laughs> She's like, Maldi, defend yourself right now. I need you to get suspended for 10 games. Let's go. Well, and then he's and then he kept talking shit to Phil Cuzzy. And I was like, at what point, Phil Cuzzy, are you gonna eject Jose Caballero like this motherfucker? Like just talking all kinds of shit as a rookie. Be honest, you were rooting for uh you were rooting for Maldi to get ejected. I wanted chaos. I, I wanted I wanted chaos and all I the wanted smoke. Give me I all wanted, the smoke. I wanted Maldi to fucking swing, bro. But legitimately, though, when like when the but- when the bench is cleared, Lan- like Lance, stop, sit down, sit down. What are you doing? No, Lance is Lance is out there, fucking first guy out, and I'm all, I'm like, where's Trey Mancini rolling up his sleeves? Like, that's like, a fighter right there, right? Trey Mancini's like, bring it, I want the smoke, all of it. <sighs> I mean, cancer. You think I can't fight you? I'm not right? here for it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess shout out Mariners for doing the, I don't even know. It was a home series for them. You know, they defended <laughs> home. I'm not mad at the way the series turned out. I mean, I'm d- disappointed, but they're always going to win one series somewhere. And you're going to be like, what the fuck Astros? The, the, what, what I really hope is that now they go pick on the angels. Cause the Angels seem to be gettable right now. They just got lit up by the Rangers. I know Tani's going to pitch, I think, the second game of the series. Versus so, Fromber, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, but Patrick Sandoval has been nasty as well. Yeah, but we then, got this guy named Hunter Brown. Maybe you've heard that, of him. That uh, Who? Maybe <laughs> JB? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't recognize that well, name. I don't but. care. When those, when those three guys pitched... Hunter, Framber, and CJ, there isn't a rotation in baseball where I go, I just have total faith in all three of them right now. Like, I feel confident that any one of them can go in there and beat anybody. You know, bring me Verlander, Scherzer, and whoever the hell their third pitcher is, if you think that's the best rotation. Bring me Cole, Cortez, and whatever the hell they got to. Because those guys are really, really talented. And even when they have a bad night, you're still talking about, what, three runs over six innings? Right. You should be able to score them. But see, like, you would think that. Like, you would think that. Then that's that's what I would say, too. And then the Giants come in. And we don't win a series. Like, what? I'm sorry. Uh, How? And then, like, like Wheeler and Nola look like vintage Nola and Wheeler and not this season Nola. I'm like, really? Really, y'all? Like this is the game you decide to turn it on. Like, what are we doing? I have Nola and Wheeler on a variety of, of fantasy teams and nightly nightly they've been like a six ERA and and I just swallow all the anger. 
Oof. And I'm like, what what are you doing? What, what what's going on here? Okay. But then of course, of course, the knights that you know they beat the Astros. <sighs> Again, neither here nor there. Shout out Rays. You're doing the damn thing. But apparently, apparently we are the Rays Kryptonite. But that's also all that, that's all that matters. That's is all Jordan, that matters. Is Jordan the Mariners Kryptonite? Oh yeah. Three run bombs. Okay. So so we have Jose Altuve, that's the Yankees daddy. Jordan, that's the Mariners daddy. Is Jeremy Pena the Phillies daddy? Because I'm pretty sure Philly is he's the only he's he got two solo home runs, right? Like the the, the only offense that we got both of those nights. So who's whose daddy is Tucker? Hmm. Oh no, he had a bomb against the, the Mariners too. I feel like Tucker sees the ball really well in Seattle. Because he hit that dead central. Like it was a no doubter. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe Tuck so, hey, you know what? Tuck's a Tampa kid. Maybe he's got the raise number. Did he did he did he I don't remember what he did against the Rays. I'm not going to look it up right now. I'm going to look up the the schedule for this upcoming week, though, because we have the Angels, and then we have a Thursday off because apparent, of course, we have a Thursday off. So let's see. So we have Angels for two night games, and then day game Wednesday, off off night, and then the White Sox. So, I mean, again, Tim Anderson is is back, but Elon Jimenez is out. Jake Berger also out. Um. So that just leaves. Is Ben Intendi out too? I can't remember. Let's see. White Sox rotation. White Sox. Um, Jake Berger, who was their like, who was hitting all their home runs. And I feel like Jake Berger, that name, man, that's like a, that is a baseball name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> uh, Chicago White Sox. I know my alphabets. Let's see. Come on, game day. Tim Anderson, Andrew Benintendi, Vaughn, Luis Robert Jr., Ansar Alberto. Grandal, Sheets, Elvis Andrews, Zavala. Okay, so yeah, no Jake Berger. Luis Robert, Grandal. But again, they're pitching. God, they're pitching. It is what it is. So hopefully we can take some from the... Hopefully we can win these next two series. I don't even want to sweep. I don't even care for a sweep. I just want to win. I just want to win series. I just want to get above 500. That would be delightful. Please and thank you. <laughs> I, I mean they have the pitching to for. do it they have the pitching to do it <clears throat> um yeah I, that's just yeah Eloy to the IL Carlos Perez recalled from AAA Charlotte Jake Diekman what was that oh, J oh okay so Jake Diekman is no longer a relief pitcher for them Yuan Mankata is out. Jake Berger is out. Who's playing third for them then? Mm -hmm. 
because Yuan Moncada and Jake Berger were both left or left field, excuse me, were third base. Garrett Crochet, left-handed pitcher, Liam Hendricks. I guess Liam Hendricks is back. That's good. Yeah, they showed him the other day with a shirt that said, I kicked cancer's ass. Mm -hmm. I thought that was awesome. So he, I think, is starting his rehab stint um, in whatever AAA organization Chicago has. I don't remember what AAA. No, that's. That's the wrong socks. I was about to say the Woo socks. Woo socks are for Red Sox. <laughs> it's not. That's not it. Before I knew baseball, I got the White Sox and the Red Sox totally confused. So, but yeah, so we have the Angels coming up, and then the White Sox, both for three games, um, totally, totally winnable. Maybe except for that Shohei Otani game. But I guess it just depends on which version of the Angels show up that that night. Really does because he didn't get any run support the last couple times out, I believe. Mm -mm. So <clears throat> um, the Rangers put it on him. Like Brett Phillips, Phillips had to come in and pitch like it was that far ahead. He's so the best, didn't he? I love Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips is one of my favorites. I Did would you, really love to Brett like to interview Brett Phillips at one point in time. This wasn't. I mean, this isn't Astros related, but did you see the? Uh, I believe it was a catcher that pitched against. Uh, Ronald Acuna the other day dotted him up. Yes, yes. Uh, Start him off with like a super slow curveball, forty six mile an hour. Yes, and then like ramped it up to like a ninety four mile an hour, something like that. I think I think the the the, the second pitch was like seventy eight, and then it got up to like eighty five, and just and just painted it. And I was just like, oof. Yeah. And then all of the Braves dugouts just over there dying laughing because he got worked. Yes, I can't remember who it was though. Oh no. I'll have to look that up. But it was good though. It was because it was dotted. And I was like, damn. Like maybe, maybe you need him as a pitcher. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's it's I don't know. Is it looking promising? It is looking promising because we're gonna get our short king back and we're gonna get Dr. Smooth back and we're gonna get Chas McCormick back, even though I sincerely believe Chas McCormick is going to rot on the bench. Away. I do. That is what my sincere belief is. I hope you're wrong. I do. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I hope that whatever grudge that that Dusty has, maybe it will have been thawed a bit. Maybe maybe the maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder for Dusty. Hopefully. The catcher's name was Jacob Stallings. Ah, yes. Yep. Uh, Miami? Yep. Yes. He pitched the eighth inning of a 14-6 game and dotted him up with an 85-mile-an-hour heater. Yeah, yeah. And it was awesome because Pitching Ninja hit, like, he's notorious for, you know, doing all the pitching stuff. And it's like, Jacob Stallings, 85-mile-an-hour gas. <laughs> and it's like the video, it's like... That's got a sting. Yes. But I mean, it's cool. It's awesome. Um, Another really good Twitter follow, besides the Pitching Ninja, if you guys don't follow him, um, Astros, if you are interested in actual numbers and all of that fun shit, if you're one of those those peoples that, you know, need the numbers, um, you need to go follow Aiden Resnick. Mm. Do you follow Aiden? We had him on the show once. He's awesome. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to reach out to him and be like, hi, Aiden, please come on the show and just talk all the numbers for us. Uh, because <laughs> the Astros rank 23rd in Team WRC Plus at a 90. Not great. No. This is this was his tweet from five hours ago. The Astros ranked 23rd in Team WRC+. Plus. Uh, this is not a lineup that can afford to host a quote-unquote defensive specialist with dreadful offensive numbers, especially at the expense of one of the highest upside hitters in the organization. Say it with your chest, Aiden. I like it. So, yeah. <clears throat> uh, good, very good Twitter follow if you are of the numbers. If that's if that's your thing and that's what you like, do do that, do that, because uh, it's he's awesome, and it makes me laugh when people argue with him about stats and like not gonna stuff. win. And uh, he, what did he tell someone the other day? Um, that it was it was basically like that it was just fucking stupid that they brought it up because it had nothing to do with, with it. Oh, it was because someone had asked him if he ever played baseball. Oh my God. If he had I mean, ever played baseball and that's, and therefore he wasn't able to have an opinion because he never played baseball. And he's like, those ah, people are so lame. It's neither like, here nor there. Like, let me give you the numbers. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> um, I love it. Love it. And I sincerely hope that when when all of our pieces come back, that the puzzle will be complete and we will be the Astros that we know and that we will no longer be pressing. I feel like at the very least, I would not, I mean, and this is with the idea that they're coming back before the, before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I would not pass judgment on this team until you see that. Okay. Until you see them all, all assembled and then if they struggle, then you go, oh shit. I think right now when you're expecting to win ball games with Maldi playing every day amongst guys that don't hit, Dubon struggling to hit now, Hensley struggling to hit, I mean, Bregman struggling to hit. Like for me, you just, you just can't afford to have that many holes. When you have the lineup that they're capable of putting out there, Jordan can go 0 for 4 with 3Ks because Tuve hit a leadoff dinger and then Pena hit a dinger late and then Tucker hit an RBI double. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can afford to have that. Now, if Jordan has a bad night, Tucker has a bad night, we ain't you're not shit. getting it. You're not getting it from anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's you you are in fact correct, Tom. You are in fact correct. So um we will leave you that. We will leave you that. Uh, do not pass judgment on the team until, like, say, All Star break. That's. I know. I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard, people. <laughs> I do, I'm not I, saying don't criticize. I'm just saying remember. It's a long season. It's 162. Okay. Like I, I want Yiner to play, at least every other day. Like if 60, not, 40. like two days on and one day off, based yeah. on his production. Yeah. But. 
but when you do don't it. see when you don't see live pitching, when you don't see live pitching for, you know, like an entire week and then you get thrown into a pinch hit situation, of course that's when you're going to that's when Dusty says, "Oh, just kidding. I'm I'm now going to decide to pinch hit for Maldi in this super late close game uh when the motherfucker hadn't seen live pitching in a week. I'm going to put him in this situation where it's like a no-win situation." Where, you know, this reliever is throwing, you know, either a 103 mile an hour uh, cutter or, you know, like an 86 mile an hour curveball. Who knows? From the same arm slot. There's no difference. See see what the kid can do. At that moment in time, that's when Dusty's like, cool, I'm going to take back my whole pinch hitting stance. That's when I'm going to do it. And then Dusty sits over there and goes, see, I told you it wasn't shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, Dusty, what are we doing? And then it is a whole circle. It's a whole circle of that whole like, well, you got to have confidence in you guys. Only your guys, Dusty. Only your fucking guys. Because Chas McCormick and Yainer Diaz would love to have a fucking word. <sighs> Anyhow, we will leave you with that, guys. Um, again, this show, this show ran long, too, because you know what? There was lots of feelings, lots of feelings, lots of words. And uh, with that, we will close the show. We will say, yay, baseball. Please go like, subscribe rate do all the things um and if you have comments leave them leave them here on the youtubes check us out on the twitters on the social media side tom where can they find you at third coast tom on twitter <clears throat> i'm sorry uh at astros baseball pod uh for our podcast uh we're on anywhere you can get your podcasts um me and rob pg13 but less you know. way less cussing guys <laughs> so much less cussing i don't even think i don't even think there are any hard cuss words there may be like a damn in there somewhere there's a couple of those yeah right. yeah yeah i mean you know if you, if you want something for the kids to be a part of we try to you know that's not do that not for the it. kids no, I'm uh, not but it. but hey this is where it's at if you you want to see the darker side <laughs> of the force i'm all rated r the radar <laughs> um so yeah again we appreciate tom um coming on the show and again pinch hitting for shelby and with that we will say good night uh and we will see you guys you know later maybe hopefully at a different time uh next week probably not this time um but maybe who knows we like to play it loose and cool here so with that we will say good night i'm gonna hit this outro and we will we will go Good night and yay, baseball. Oh, I'm not going to hit it.